Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L. And I'm Hannah D. And we're your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can reach our booking team by texting this number, 919-675-1058, or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the Anon podcast, T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to fellowship with other guests and listeners. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource towards our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA and is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We are simply addicts who are seeking the message of recovery by discussing NA literature together. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. We are grateful to be of service and to give back to our fellowship by helping facilitate this podcast. Now let's get started. How you doing? My name is Nick and I'm an addict. Just for today, March 16th, inventory. The purpose of a searching and fearless moral inventory is to sort through the confusion and the contradiction of our lives so that we can find out who we really are. Basic text, page 27. Using addicts are a confused and confusing bunch of people. It's hard to tell from one minute to the next what they're going to do or who they're going to be. Usually the addict is just as surprised as anyone else. When we used, our behavior was dictated by the needs of our addiction. Many of us still identify our personalities closely with the behavior we practice while using, leading us to feel shame and despair. Today we don't have to be the people we once were shaped by our addiction. Recovery has allowed us to change. We can use the fourth step inventory to see past what the needs of our the old using life and find out who we want to be today. Writing about our behavior and noticing how we feel about that behavior helps us understand who we want to be. Our inventory helps us see beyond the demands of active addiction, beyond our desire to be loved and accepted. We find out who we are at the root. We begin to understand what's appropriate for us and what we want our lives to be like. This is the beginning of becoming who we really are. Just for today, if I want to find out who I am, I'll look at who I've been and who I want to be. Thanks for letting me read. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Melissa. Hi, Melissa, and welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Melissa, what is your clean date? Where do you attend meetings? And do you want to give your home group a shout out? Sure. Yes. My clean date is April the 10th of 2006. And I'm currently attending most meetings on Zoom. And my home group is the Conscious Contact Group. And it meets out of Hollywood, Florida. Awesome. So Melissa, can you share your thoughts on the just for today on inventory? Sure, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for asking me and thank you for your service. Um, it was funny when you reached out to me and asked me to speak on this. And I and I quickly, as soon as I got your email, I looked at the date and I opened my email and I opened the just for today and saw inventory. And I kind of chuckled because um, I just recently went through an inventory of last year 
I kind of do a yearly inventory and I had just finished that. And um, I am also currently working a 12 step. So the inventory was very good for me at this time. Um, so the purpose of a searching and fearless moral inventory is to sort through the confusion and contradiction of our lives so that we can find out who we really are. And I know for me, that was really important because when I got here, um, I was so confused. I didn't understand whether it was me or the drugs or which one came first or whether it was, you know, how it all worked. And I, I would like my first sponsor used to say I was still wet behind the ears. Um, I didn't even know how to say a sentence, let alone understand myself. Um, so I was really grateful that there was 12 steps and 12 traditions and there was a process for me to get to understand what was going on. And um, the inventory process for me has been really, really empowering. I know a lot of people share about fear of that. And I know for me, it, um, I guess I had a little bit of fear in the beginning, but once I sat down and I did my first four step, I felt like, oh my gosh, like those behaviors and all those patterns that I just took a look at are just things that I don't have to choose anymore. Like, and it was like seeing it on paper and having my sponsor, you know, reinforce to me that that's not who I am. That was just what I did. And there was a difference. Um, it really made my spirit uh, feel better about it. Um, so that, that was my first time around. And um, it says, when we used our behavior was dictated by the needs of our addiction. And I know, you know, there's so many, you know, in the beginning, it's about using drugs. Um, and for me now, you know, I've been here for a few 24 hours and, you know, drugs have not been a part of my using for a really long time. But I know that I've come to understand that I use a lot of other things, you know, that saying like fear, F everything and run or face everything and recover. And I've kind of like gotten into the nitty gritty recently. And I've realized that, you know, I use running. And when I say running, I mean, that could be shopping, that could be being busy, that could be um, just booking myself so solid that I don't have time to just be and sit with myself. Um, and I had to inventory that. And that was um, the quarantine helped me a lot because I was able to sit with myself and I was able to sit down and look at some things on paper and um, this, you know, lit later four steps for me have been um, a little deeper because I realized that I realized that um, I'm always going to be an addict, even though their drugs are gone. I still have the ability to use things to run away from my feelings, and it's really important to me to identify what it is I'm running away from. And um, what I've come to realize is some of the patterns and behaviors that happened in my upbringing, like I didn't have any trauma, I didn't have any, you know, abuse, so to speak, but I, I wasn't really seen emotionally and I wasn't able to um, be who I was. I was expected to be a certain way and I somehow like learned that. And not to say that my, my parents did the best they could with what they have, but I, um, I have to take a look at that and I have to let the little girl that felt that way be seen again, you know, and that's been some of the work that I've done recently, um, just inner work with recognizing that although I wasn't abused and I wasn't, you know, um, 
abandoned or whatever, I did have some emotional scars that I never really dealt with. And they show up in my relationships that I have today. And it's important for me to not run from intimacy because I didn't necessarily have that growing up. So learning how to be intimate with, you know, I'm married a long time, um, but, but it's not just about relationships with my husband. It's also, you know, with friendships and with women and with um, all that stuff. So um, the fourth step for me this year has been really deep. And I have gotten to the root cause, I feel like, of what it, what it is that I'm running from. And um, it's really cool because I don't have to do that anymore. And I can find out, and I have figured out what I really want to be, which is, you know, someone that's not afraid of that stuff. Um, so writing about all this stuff enables me to see it, and it loses its power. Um, let's see. What else? It says at the end, we begin to understand what's appropriate for us and what we want our lives to be like. This is the beginning of becoming who we really are. And I think that that's the part that's really cool is that like some of the chains and some of the um, patterns that not only I did myself, but maybe my family um, inadvertently passed on to me, I can break those chains because of recovery. And that's pretty powerful. And um, as long as I show up and as long as I'm willing to keep doing the work, because this is a continuous process for me, I have to keep working at the steps and it keeps getting deeper and better. And my relationship with God gets stronger and um, I'm not afraid anymore. And that's pretty cool. I think that's all I have on that. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, relate to a lot of that. And when I took my inventory in the fourth step, I didn't even realize how much I didn't know about myself. And when I made that list of resentments and fears and, um, you know, I, I really started to understand who I was or who I was at least pretending to be or who I thought I was. And that fourth step really did let me look at who I've been like it says in the reading like if I want to find out who I am I'll look at who I've been and who I want to be and for the first time I was like truly honest with like all of the pieces of me that made me who I am even the pieces I didn't like you know and um, then I was able to move past the inventory and eventually and like look at all the character defects that made that person who I was undesirable and why I wanted to change. And I, you know, was able to later turn those over. And um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's such an important step. Um, and it was really, it was really powerful for me too. And I think you shared a lot of really um, relatable points to uh, how important it is and it can be very difficult and uh being honest and also looking deeper inside of ourselves for the first time um mm -hmm. and like so um if we have any newcomers listening or someone who maybe is starting their fourth step and hasn't done an inventory before um what would you suggest what it, what helped you when you um, were writing your inventories um, I remember someone said to me, and it always, um, 
it always speaks to me and I always pass it on to my sponsees and it's um, to tell to, I would tell that newcomer or that person to tell the little girl that it's going to be okay from here on out and that you're going to take care of her. Awesome. And that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we ask a question to all of our guests and it is, if you could talk to Melissa with one day or one week clean, um, just starting recovery for her first time, uh, what would you say to her today? What would what would you want you to know when you first mm -hmm. got here, if you could tell her anything? Oh my God, I would say um, keep following your heart and your gut. Because I know when I got here, even though I had a lot of chatter going on upstairs, like I had this like inner gut and this inner heart vibe once the drugs were removed and there was something inside of me that knew that I needed to stay here and keep doing the work and I would tell that person that hears that voice in not in the head but in the heart and in the gut to keep on listening to that voice and when you start to have that like queasy feeling whatever you're doing stop doing it thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast we encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, we are your hosts, Hannah D. And Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm -hmm.